We're going to begin the first chapter. Hilchot Eshuvah, Misvat Ase Ahat, Vehi Sheyashuvah Hotem Het Olifne Hashem Veitvadeh. Will deal with one single positive commandment, one single positive precept, affirmative precept, and that is that when the person goes back, when the person reverts from his or her bad behavior or bad thoughts before God, the person does vidui he confesses verbally to god that which he wants to return repent from in other words the mitzvah is not the teshuvah the mitzvah is the the vidui the mitzvah is the confession the verbally admitting that which we have done and the explanation the elaboration of this mitzvah as well as all the principles that accompany it because of it come in this chapter. So example of some, some of these principles, freedom of choice. If there was no freedom of choice, it would not be Teshuvah. This is something that's treated in Lichot Teshuvah. Uh, reward and punishment. Olamabai is something that's treated in Lichot Teshuvah. Um, what, what, at what point can someone not do Teshuvah? That's also something that's dealt with Minim, Apikorosim, etc. Perek Rishon. Kol ha-misvot she-batorah ben-aseh ben-lo-ta-aseh. Im avar adam al-ahat mehen ben-bezadon ben-bishkaga, kishi-aseh Teshuvah v'yashuv mehet-o, hayav lehitvadot lifne ha-el baruch All biblical precepts, whether affirmative obligations, or prohibitions, if a person transgresses any of them willfully or as an oversight, then when such person does teshuvah and returns from his mistake, he must confess before Hashem, blessed is he. Shene'emar, as it is said, Ish o ishak ya'asu mikol hatot ha'adam rim'olma'al badonai, ve'ashemah ha'nefeshahi, ve'idvadu et hatatam asher asu. A man or a woman who shall commit one of any of the mistakes that humans commit rebelling against Hashem, with such person consequently becoming guilty, then they shall confess their mistake which they committed. This confession is one done by uttering word, Zeviduit Devarim. And it is this confession which is the affirmative obligation under the Torah. Again, the Torah cannot prescribe for someone to do Teshuvah because prescribing that means that it's also prescribing for the person to first commit the, the mistake, the error. You cannot say to someone, do Teshuvah from eating pork if, uh, because that implies uh, that I'm prescribing that you eat pork first and then proceed to do Teshuvah. So the Misvah, and I believe it's also from a technical standpoint, is not the, the Teshuvah itself, but it's the Vidui. It's the, the, the process by which we do Teshuvah, which is to confess things before Bore Olam. Let it be noted that uh, unlike other religions like Christianity, the Teshuvah is a process that is 100% between the person and God, and not between the person and a priest. This is very important. The point is to... Um, to um, 
to, to, to really feel like you are standing before Bore Olam, before God, and to confess to him anything that you want to confess. Kesad mitvadeh. How is the vidui? <clears throat> Omer, Anna Hashem, he has to say, he has to search by the, by the word Anna, and this is something that we do until the fila today. The Gemara even asks, Minayin, where do we know from that one has to start with the word Anna? And the Gemara in Masachet Yoma learned that this is from Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu asked, he repented on behalf of Am Israel for the golden calf, he said, Anna hataha amazehata gedola. So he says, Anna Hashem, please, oh God, Hatati, I've made a mistake. Aviti, I've uh, Avon as opposed to Het is a little more than a Het. Avon is something that uh, is more of uh, it's it's a corruption, it's corrupting a way. Pashati is even more than Hatati and that Aviti, and that, that has already a little bit of an intent. It has a uh, mens rea, as they say in the American criminal law system. Lefanecha. And I've done this before you. I know that it's not that I've, I've done something that my friends think is bad. I've done this before you. And this is what I've, I've done. And I am now mihamti. I am uh, sorry. Mihamti means that I, I want to change. I'm embarrassed for on account of what I did. And I'll never again return to this. So there's a few essential elements here. And number one, obviously, uh, admitting that what you've done is wrong. Number two, admitting that you are saying this before God. Number three, admitting that you have done it before God. Number four, you have to specify exactly what you said. Number five, you have to actually be embarrassed and feel uh, sorry for what was done. Cannot come from the mouth and outside. And finally, there needs to be a commitment forever to change. Teshuvah is about changing. If you recall from the beginning of Ilchot Yisodeha Torah, of which this constitutes the end, the main objective of man is to attain balance. Is to attain balance. Why? Because attaining balance means attaining freedom. If you are not biased to one side or to the other, it means that the only thing determining what you're going to do and what you're going to think is yourself. That is the objective, to have this freedom, this balance. Teshuvah is the way to repair whatever tendency that we acquired because of our actions. You see, our choices have consequences and any choice I make today, in a way, is a result of the concatenation of choices I've done from the moment I was born and until now. Uh, the way I think, the way my brain is wired, my biases, my prejudices, my tendencies, my likes, my dislikes, all of that is a product, it's a result of choices I have made in the past. And Teshuvah is a mechanism by which a person can reacquire some of that freedom. And this is a process that's done 100% before Bore Olam, before God. Uh, the last thing we'd want is for, for the Teshuvah to mean 
to lose some freedom. Like, for example, if you did it in front of a priest, that would mean that, uh, you know, the next time you have to decide something, the priest is going to decide for you. So this formula Harambam gave, which is so dense, this is the main, this is the, these are the main elements of the vidui. But whoever uh, lengthens and, and elaborates more on, on these themes, it's better. This is not the maximum, this is the, the floor, this is not the ceiling. And Harambam says, this is not only Teshuvah when we are doing it, in the abstract, in Bet Knesset, in Yom Kippurim, without bringing anything. But even if you go back in time or Be'ezat Hashem to the future, and we are in a situation where we are actually bringing an offering to signify our repentance to Bet Hamikdash, the Hattat or Asham, whenever, when they bring their Korban for their mistake or for their their willful violation. The korban itself, the offering itself, will not be enough to bring about kapara. Now we are introducing a new concept, kapara, kapara. Uh, the the shorish kafferesh uh, means to cover. Probably etymologically related to the to the English to cover or kafer, uh, and kofer in Hebrew is to cover. Uh, gopher is another word that's related to that too. It's something with which you cover. That's what Noah put around his his teva, his ark. And the idea of kapara is that uh, you know what you've done. You've, uh, let's say, let's go back to that example. You ate pork. You know that. But there is a way by which we can sort of cover that and not let it not let it affect your actions in the future. Again, you are regaining this freedom. And how do you do that? You cover this, this uh, Avera. There is a process, uh, a mental, a psychological process, that the result of which will be that um, this action that you've done is not going to hold you back from other better actions in the future. That's Kapara. It's something that we attain. The objective of Teshuvah is Kapara. <coughs> So you cannot attain kapara even when you bring an offering, unless there is also the actual process of teshuvah, which we are going to describe, and there is a confession. The Torah requires that when a person brings a korban, they also confess over the korban, over the offering, that which they are doing teshuvah for. Likewise, not only if you're bringing an offering, but people who are being punished by the Bedin, uh, they are being given the capital punishment or any other punishment, like Malkut. The mitah, the actual uh, execution or the, the Malkut, is not going to be enough unless they also do Teshuvah and do Vidui. Likewise, when a person hurts or harms his friend or steals something from his friend, even if he repairs whatever damage he had caused to the relationship between his friend and himself, 
This is not enough. Emit Kaperlo, he will not attain Kapara. Until he does Gdui and goes back from ever doing anything like this again. Because the Torah also says that Vidui is something the person confesses from any of the things that man can do. In other words, Vidui is something universal and any wrong act, any misdeed that a person can commit is subject to Vidui. Now we switch gears to another subject, Saira Mishtaleah. We used to have, and Be'ezat Hashem we will still have in Beit HaMikdash, an offering during Goma Kippurim called Saira Mishtaleah. It was the sent away goat. It was a goat. We had two goats. One would, would be brought as an offering inside the Beit HaMikdash. The other one would be taken El Eretz Gezerat, to a, a land away from Yerushalayim. And there was a ritual whereby this goat uh, will be sent away first to, to that area, to the, that desert, and then he would be th the, it would be thrown from a cliff, and that's how it would die. This was the offering, Saira Mishtaleah. And the purpose of this Saira Mishtaleah was to attain Kapara nationally for all of Am Israel. It was a process that if you knew that this was happening, it provided a certain degree of psychological of psychological cure. And again, you you wouldn't go about life with that guilt uh, stopping you from doing good things because of bad choices you've made in the past. Saira Mishtaleach. Lefishu kapara lechol Israel, Kohen gadol mitvadeh alav al leshon kol Israel. Given that Saira Mishtaleach gives kapara to all of Am Israel, the Kohen gadol has to say vidui on behalf of all of Am Israel in plural. Shene emar. When the Torah describes it, it says the Kohen Gadol will confess on it all the Avonot that Bnei Israel have done. The Sayyid Mishtaleach, this sent away goat, has the ability or brings about Kapara for all the misdeeds, all the transgressions from the Torah, whether they are serious ones, grave ones, or light ones. <clears throat> We're going to explain what light and serious are in the next halacha. Ben she'avar bezadon, ben she'avar bishkaga. Whether these were purposeful, willful, or um, accidental, or by mistake. Ben she'hoda'alo, ben she'lohoda'alo. Whether these are, these are misdeeds that a person is aware of, whether they are misdeeds a person is not aware of. Ha'kol mit kaper basaira mishtaleah. Everything is achieves kapara through the Sayyidah Mishaleh. What this means is that every Jew, after Yom Kippurim, knowing that the Sayyidah Mishaleh had happened, felt that they had a carte blanche. They had a, a, a clean slate. They could start anew. They were reset. And this brought about tremendous happiness. With that feeling, they went into, into a Sukkot. More or less what Jews nowadays feel in Yom Kippurim, feeling that you know, we are we are new, we, we, we don't have to carry the weight of our misdeeds uh, with us everywhere we go. Uh, guilt is not a Jewish feeling, and we'll see this in, in, a, in a minute. And uh, and this was this was uh, the, this was kapara for any kind of mitzvah that we may have transgressed. But the Sayyidah Mishtaleh, the kapara only works coupled with teshuvah. 
אבל אם לא עשה תשובה, אין הסרין מכפר לו אלא על הקלות. But if the person did not do תשובה, the סרין still does something. The סרין does כפרה, but it only does כפרה for the מסוות that are considered light מסוות. Transgressions that are considered light transgressions. ומהן הקלות ומהן החמורות? What are light transgressions? What are uh, heavy transgressions? Uh, grave transgressions? החמורות הן העבירות שחייבים עליהן מיטות בטין או כרת. The חמורות, the grave ones, are all the transgressions for which a person is liable, the capital punishment, or כרת. כרת is uh, the, the punishment by God, which means a person is cut off from the Jewish people and its destiny, which is the world to come. ושבועת שווא ושקר, אף על פי שאין בה כרת, הרי היא מן החמורות. And taking an oath, an oath taken, but שב means an oath taken in vain, in other words, an oath that was unnecessary, a person just takes an oath for no reason, or says, says something that is מוט, everyone knows that this is the case. ושקר is an oath about something that is actually false, like if I take an oath I will do something and I don't do it, that oath was false. Although it doesn't have cadet, nor capital punishment, This is an exceptional transgression, which is also within the grouping of the grave transgressions. And all other negative commandments, and also the positive commandments which have no karet, there is only two positive commandments that have karet, those are berit milah, if someone fails to do berit milah, the consequence is karet, and Likewise, if someone fails to bring Korban Pesach, the consequence is karet. Bizman she'en bet ha-mikdash kayam. During those times that there is no bet ha-mikdash, ve'en lanu mizbach kapara, and we don't have Arambam already includes himself in this situation, because obviously he didn't have bet ha-mikdash, and we don't have a mizbeah on which to attain kapara, an altar, the altar, the purpose of the altar was a kapara, אין שם אלא תשובה. The only thing that we have, the only recourse we have, is תשובה. התשובה מכפרת על כל העבירות. התשובה, don't think it's a small thing. It can help you attain כפרה for all transgressions. אפילו רשע כל ימיו ועשה תשובה באחרונה. Even a person who was a transgressor all of his life, and at the last moment, the last moment he does תשובה, אין מזכירים לו שם רשעו. None of his, of, his, uh, of his misdeeds, of his transgressions, of his wickedness is ever going to be remembered for him, is going to be recorded. The record is going to be erased. Uh, just a small linguistic observation. is another form of uh, what we are more, uh, more accustomed to, which is which in Hebrew, in Mishnaic Hebrew, Uh, means any. Shum means any. So any rish'o. <coughs> Shum davar means anything. Shene'emar, verish'at harasha lo yikashel bah beyom shuvo mirish'o. Yehezkel, from whom we learn a lot of things about teshuvah because he describes, describes in his nevot uh, why we should do teshuvah and what we can attain by doing teshuvah. Yehezkel says, The wickedness of the wicked man, or the, the transgressions of the, of the transgressor, that person will not stumble upon it. He will not find it an obstacle for him the day that he returns 
from his bad ways. And this is something that is also important to note. The only moment that matters in a person's life for purpose of Olam Habba is that moment before departing this world. Now, it's tempting at first blush for some people maybe to say, yes, so let me live life and enjoy this world as much as I want. And then the last second, I'll start thinking about God and, and angels and attain Olam Abba in, in, a, in a millisecond. It doesn't work like that because the choices that you made leading to that moment are going to define that moment. And a person is not going to be able to be free to think about certain things or to have a certain mindset or a certain understanding or a certain a certain heart, a certain feeling and, and, and will, unless choices in his life or in her life lead to that moment. So on the Averot, but the person himself, the way the person will attain Kapara, the, the moment where we can feel psychologically relieved that we have a clean slate is Yom HaKippurim, the day of Yom HaKippurim. Shanne'emar, as it is said, Kiva Yom For on this day, Bore Olam is going to provide you Kapara. Although the Teshuvah has the ability to provide Kapara for everything, for everything, and Yom Kippurim itself is the day on which this becomes effective, there is some Averot for which Kapara is instantaneous, and there is some, some Averot for which Kapara takes a long time. Kesad, how so? If a person transgresses something for which there is karet and then does teshuvah, before he's leaving his place where he decided to do teshuvah, he's already forgiven instantaneously. And about this, Irmeyahu says in the Pasuk, come back, oh, uh, Banim Shovavim, I will translate Banim Shovavim as a, <coughs> as a, um, one second. Uh, Shovav, the, the, the Shoresh is a, is a Shoresh Meruba, is a, it, it originally is Shuv, Shin, Vav Bet, which is to come back. So Shuvu is return. Oh, kid, uh, children, God is saying to Am Israel, return my children, those who are coming back and forth. Shuvavim is coming back and forth. It signifies someone who really doesn't have a direction. And obviously there's a play of words here. Shuvu, Shuvavim, Meshuvotechem. Meshuvotechem means your injuries. So God is saying, come back and I'll repair, I'll cure your injuries, which implies it's something that's going to happen right away. So what kind of Averot get cured right away? Averot that have no karet 
and uh, in army thought asset they're not a, a negative prescription but a an affirmative one so for example i failed to uh, do lulav in sukkot Second category, negative prescription that a person transgressed, but the consequence is neither mita nor karet, and the person does teshuvah. So, for example, someone ate pork, then teshuvah, if uh, let's say a person does teshuvah the first day of Elul, then for 29 days, sorry, for 40 days until Yom Kippurim, that teshuvah is going to suspend, is going to suspend the record of this person. And on Yom Kippurim, the person is going to attain kapara. So that's why Yom Kippurim is the day on which we attain kapara. It's not for all the Averot, it's for the Averot that were negative prescriptions for which there is uh, there is no karet or mitat bedin. Now, if the person transgressed some uh, prescription that was both negative or positive, doesn't matter, sorry, but that has the consequence of karet or mitat betin, and then does teshuvah, let's say they do teshuvah, the person does teshuvah the first of Elul, tolim, then the record is going to be suspended because of Teshuvah and, because, and, and through Yom Kippurim, so the record has to pass through Yom Kippurim. Uh, all of those 40 days, the Avedah does not count against this person, but also it's not erased, it's not expunged from the record. And then later, as soon as this person suffers anything, suffers any setbacks in life, those setbacks are going to finish the kapara. And of course, uh, you don't need to be a psychologist to understand that our subconscious will relate somehow what we what what we suffered with our guilt. And in the subconscious, in the human subconscious, suffering for some reason counts as a zechut, as something positive. And uh, you see it translated to to many religions, not to Yahadut, but uh, in Christianity, for example, the only reason that their God Yeshu uh, has any has any uh, powers whatsoever, is the Chut whatsoever, is because of how much he suffered. So um, it's a it is a human. It's part of the way the human imagination. It's part of the way we feel, and it's a, if I had to explain this, a person is not going to feel really like, like they deserve to turn a page and to get past something for which they know they would have deserved mitat beddin or karet, let's say a person ate on Yom Kippurim, which has karet, or did Hilul Shabbat, or, or uh, ate hametz in Pesach, the guilt is very strong. And there has to be a whole process. There has to be a process that starts with the Shuvah, passes through Yom Kippurim, and then finally, when something happens, and it could be anything, I fall down the street, or the Gemara says, even if I try to pick one coin up from my pocket and I pick another one, then that sometimes has the therapeutic effect of letting me overcome that guilt. And about those, it is that the Torah, that, that the Hilim says, Bore Olam is saying, I will 
I will uh, remember, I will recall, I will address their peshaim, their transgressions with shevet. Shevet is a, a, a with lashes, with gaim, with afflictions, their uh, corruption. In other words, there is some corruptions and some and some transgressions that Borei Olam addresses, he cures through some sort of a pain, which is what we just described. When are we saying that the Teshuvah and Yom Kippurim and Isurim are enough to let a person have kapara? When the person did not cause also Hilul Hashem while he was doing the transgression. Hilul Hashem, as we explain in Chutis Odeha Torah, is when the name of God, the reputation of God, is somehow harmed by your actions. So some of the examples we gave is that Amid Hachamim, a, a Jewish scholar, a sage, who, is, uh, who acts in a way that turns people off from that which he represents, the Torah and God. A person who, through his actions, causes Hilul Hashem, he desecrates the name of God, even though these three things happened, he did Teshuvah, Yom Kippurim passed, and he was still retaining his Teshuvah, and later Isurim came, he'll not attain full kapara until the day in which he dies. It's something, it's baggage, that the person will carry for the rest of his or her life. Not baggage in the sense that it counts against him, but it's baggage that it's suspended, is in probation until the end of his life, and if by the end of his life the teshuvah was continued, continued being valid, then the teshuvah Kapara takes hold and there is full kapara. Ela teshuvah v'yom ha-kipurim ve'isurim sheloshtam tolim, teshuvah v'yom ha-kipurim and suffering, all three setbacks, all three have the effect of suspending this transgression. Umitam echaperet, and it's only through death that kapara is going to be effective. Shene'emar, as it is said in Yeshayahu, when Borei Olam talks to Yeshayahu about how the Jewish people are not paying attention to the Nevi'im and they are saying they are saying let us eat, let us drink, they're going to die tomorrow. In other words, very publicly rejecting God's God's uh, admonitions, very publicly rejecting the, the notion that there is something after this life. This was Hilul Hashem and then Yeshayahu says Adonai Sevaot he says or, or God says to Yeshayahu, and, and I want to tell you something that I know, says God, that this avon, this corruption, is not going to be forgiven to you until the moment you die. So what are we talking about? We are talking about things that have with them Hilul Hashem. With this, we finish chapter one, and tomorrow we'll study chapter two, which is extremely, extremely interesting.